The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Blazing through another Tom Inbach. Got about a half an hour left in it. Uh, it's been a good one. Of course, DP sitting in for Tom, who is uh, enjoying himself in Tampa. So if you're listening in Nebraska, just feel a little bit jealous of Tom right now because he's enjoying himself in Tampa. Uh, maybe I'll make it down there before. I've been to Florida, Orlando, just not to Tampa yet, but I, I'd love to go. Um, but uh, for now, I'm still excited because I get to talk to Mitch Sherman of The Athletic and I have plenty of Nebraska football questions. And, of course, there's no, no shortage of anything to talk Nebraska football lately. Uh, Mitch, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm enjoying the Florida-like weather here in uh, eastern Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's been on and off a little bit. I mean, there was just that one day where it was kind of windy, but other than that, it's been really nice. Uh, so uh, at least something to to feel good about. And maybe that's uh, maybe that's how helped recruit Mark Whipple to Nebraska, as we told him the weather was going to be uh, like this. What do you, what do you make of the Mark Whipple hire for offensive coordinator? Yeah, I mean he's an experienced guy, uh, head coaching experience more than two decades. So that's going to be of great use to Scott Frost as. He enters a calendar year in 2022 that's, that I think is going to present some challenges for him that are new, um, some pressure, although there's always pressure in Nebraska, some pressure this, in, this, uh, in this year, this next year, that's going to be somewhat different for Scott Frost, uh, a sense of urgency. And, you know, Mark Whipple would appear to be somebody that Scott Frost can trust with the controls of the offense. So that, that was Probably the number one thing that he had to get with this offensive coordinator was was a coach who had the ability to uh, to be trusted, and uh, you know you can see it in his track record. Most recently, of course, that's at at Pitt, where he's got a, a Heisman Trophy finalist this weekend in New York, and quarterback Kenny Pickett, and uh, coached an offense that also produced a Bolitnikoff Award finalist in, in wide receiver Jordan Addison. So. Uh, you know, Whipple has has um, you know, had a long long career. Um, certainly had ups and downs. Um, you know, but what he's doing right now as an offensive mind is working in college football, and it'll be interesting to see how that translates to the Big Ten. Mitch uh, Bach and I were just talking about you've got Mickey Joseph in with the with the additional titles behind it, passing game you know, coordinator, um, you know, director of that, and then you've got an, an offensive coordinator that is known for having his special touch for passing games. And then you've got a head coach who likes to call plays. How do you think that plays out? What do you think the pecking order will be? And how will assignments be handled out uh, when it comes to passing game, running game, play calls, in game? 
Yeah, well, I mean, the, the buck always stops with the head coach. You know, he's ultimately responsible. And when there's big calls to be made, you know, fourth down decisions, um, starting positions, uh, no matter who the, the position coach is or what the title is, Scott Frost is in charge of that program, and he's going to make those important decisions. But, um, you know, if you're breaking it down on a uh, on a on a different kind of level where, you know, you're in game or you're, you're in game planning, um, you know, I think Scott Frost made both of these moves so he didn't. He would not have to micromanage the situation, and it would. It would seem. And, and you know, we'll, we'll wait to hear more from Scott Frost uh, about this. He, he's talked some uh, about his plans for this. Most notably, on November 10th, two days after the the four offensive assistants were let go, Frost talked about um, what he was looking for in a coordinator, and it was made pretty clear at that time that that the next offensive coordinator would would be in charge of the offense and would call the plays. You know, Scott Frost. Is still going to have input and a lot of influence in how that offense is structured. But as, as far as the pecking order, just in a, you know, the middle of the second quarter of the, um, you know, the Northwestern game next August, I think it's Whipple um, at the top. You know, he's going to decide what they're doing on on second and four. Um, Mickey Joseph with with his uh, with his title, you know, one I think that's done for some prestige and to allow him to make um, allow him to make a salary that's more on a coordinator level. Um, and, and then in practice, yes, he's going to have a lot of input in what Nebraska puts in to that passing game. But, um, uh, I would say that, that my, my, um, you know, my evaluation, you know, the, the way I forecast it is look, Frost is in charge of the whole thing. Whipple's in charge of the offense. Um, and Joseph is in charge of the wide receivers and will have some input in what Nebraska does offensively, specifically with that passing game. And, of course, there's still a few more um, roles to fill here. Uh, Donovan Royola was hired, of course. Mickey Joseph was hired. Um, and we'll get to Royola here in a second. But I did want to ask you about just the quarterback position. Um, there's been rumors out there or, or reports of, of maybe maybe interest in Miles Brennan from LSU or Chubba mm-hmm. Purdy from Florida State, Zach Gibson from Akron. A few of those guys are mm-hmm. pocket quarterbacks. Do you, do you see? And, and of course, the, the, the recruit that they're having coming in already is a pocket quarterback. Um, do you see that this offense kind of moving in that direction? Or do you think um, that Logan Smothers, if they brought one of those guys, would, would still have the, the odds on favor to win the, win the race? Well, all that matters right now is 2022. Um, yeah, recruiting is, of course, important. It's the lifeblood of every program. And when you go out and you look in the transfer portal, you're looking for guys, in, in many cases, who can help you for multiple seasons. But with the position that Nebraska's in, it needs to make this work in 2022. Or, or, or there's not really any, any reason to think, to think beyond that because there, there, there will be uh, more significant changes made than what we saw here last month. Um, you know, yeah, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting point, Bach, what you bring up about all of those quarterbacks that have been connected to this to Nebraska, uh, potentially in the portal. And those guys, that's, that's all legit. Um, the Akron quarterback um, is, is coming in on a visit, or at least that was the plan. Um, I, I believe that, that that remains, although these things are always fluid. Um, you know, Brennan uh, has the LSU ties and the connection to Mickey Joseph, and they've seen him in person. Um, and then Purdy has a connection to, to Mark Whipple. Whipple has, Whipple has um, – uh, has ties in, in Arizona. Um, I believe he lives there part-time. And, and Purdy is from, uh, is from the Phoenix area. He's, of course, in the portal after spending time at Florida State, which played in the same conferences as, as Pitt. Um, so Whipple has, has um, you know, some familiarity there, at least with that Florida State system that he was recruited to run. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you want – I think in the, in the way that this thing is going to work, um, I, I never envisioned a Scott Frost offense. 
and it is a Scott Frost offense. Um, I never envisioned a Scott Frost offense where the quarterback is just a statue. Um, and I think in, in recruiting Richard Torres, the, the, the commit out of San Antonio, set to sign next week, and in recruiting Heinrich Harburg a year ago from Kearney Catholic, and certainly with Smothers um, when, when he came into the program, uh, their mobility was, was important. And, you know, while, while the rest of them I don't think have the, the speed, uh, in fact, I know the rest of them don't have the speed that Smothers does or that Adrian Martinez does in, in having run this offense for the last four years, um, they all have the ability to move and get outside the pocket, and I think that's the most important thing. As long as you have that and some athleticism, um, then they're going to be able to craft craft the offense around um, whomever the top quarterback turns out to be. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Mitch, the, 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 the two big question marks still have uh, still exist uh, in the special teams and the way that, that it's been talked about and handled. And then the running backs room about what who's going to run that and how what are your thoughts i mean are, are these still positions of need concern or do you think they've been handled and we just need to be patient well i think if they'd been handled we would have probably received an announcement um i think it's still fluid you know much like we talk about the transfer portal and the quarterbacks um you know there's decisions to be made um from not just the guys who could be in consideration for those positions the running back position and potentially a special teams coordinator but also from coaches on staff and, and you know, i think scott frost wants to see how things shake up shake out uh before he um, makes a move that is going to be uh, you know what he hopes in, in place for the long term and what i mean by that is you know maybe there's a, a defensive assistant on the staff who uh decides to to look uh, for something as as jobs are filled now that we're getting head coaches at most of the spots that were vacant. Um, they all have assistant coaching spots to fill. Um, will there be a Nebraska assistant in particular on the on the defensive side? And it, because all, all but one of the offensive coaches are new, um, who who chooses to uh, uh, to leave the program? And that's that's common. I mean, it happens all over the country at the best programs, at struggling programs. So um, that's going to impact what's open, you know, what might be shifted on either side of the ball. Um, you know, there's also Nebraska's this defensive scheme to consider, and that's going to be built around its personnel. Um, last year you saw Nebraska go a lot with a four-man line. And if it's got a four-man line, you know, there's some different things that it could maybe do with Tony Tuioti um, and, the line, and the guys who coach the linebackers. Maybe there's a way to streamline that defensive staff to allow for a special teams coordinator to, to be brought in without um you know w- without the need for uh, for major change um and then at the running back spot you know there's 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 ron brown who's who's in-house um who's doing it on, on an interim basis so it's not there's not an urgency right now to i, I don't think to to find a running backs coach and l- unless it's a guy that you're targeting and you feel like you need to scoop him up before he goes elsewhere uh, because brown can can handle that you know he can do the recruiting that needs to be done he has relationships with the backs who are on campus. So it's not like they are um, blowing in the wind without, uh, without somebody to go to. That's, that's, that's an important role that Ron Brown is filling, um, whether he does that on a, on a permanent basis or not. 
Oh, I mentioned it slightly, but I want to get more into the Donovan Riola hire. I, I, I know a lot of Husker fans very concerned about that offensive line, um, really graded pretty low this uh, this past season, and and they felt like maybe you needed to get a veteran head coach in, or a veteran offensive line coach in there to help. Donovan's not exactly that. He hasn't had too much experience at the college level as far as being an assistant coach, but he's spent a few years uh, with the Bears in the NFL. Um, it, <laughs> I mean, the, the the question's kind of obviously there. Is is this about is this about making this offensive line better, or is this about a certain five star quarterback also with the last name of Raiola? Yeah, you know, he's two years away. I mean, if he was a twenty twenty two guy or even a twenty twenty three guy, you're talking about Dylan Raiola from Burleson, Texas, uh, Dominic Raiola's son, Donnie's uh, Donnie's nephew. Um, then that would be, you know, I think more top of mind. Um, but but you know, like I said before, when we were talking about um, I believe it was the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, this this is all about 2022 right now. And, you know, Dylan Raiola is never going to get close to entering the picture at Nebraska if it doesn't work um, in, in 2022. And the offensive line is a huge part of, of what needs to happen for it to work. So, you know, I don't think you can entirely discount the, the fact that um, he has a connection to one of the best young quarterbacks in the country. Um and just, just like you can't entirely discount the fact that 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 his name is Rayola um, Donovan, um, and, and that it, it, ha- it has meaning at Nebraska, uh, especially on the offensive line. You know, especially at the center position, uh, where we'll see what Nebraska's fate. Nebraska's going to be in one of two spots at the center position. You know, as of last week, late last week, Cam Jurgens appeared to be out the door, and we haven't heard an announce an announcement yet. So, um, you know, I think it begs the question: is is Cam Jurgens potentially reconsidering a jump to the NFL because Nebraska has now hired a coach who has worked with NFL centers and has a direct line to one of the greatest centers in Nebraska football history? What would be the benefit for Cam Jurgens to come back and be able to work with Donovan Raiola for a year and have Dominic Raiola at his fingertips if needed, you know, maybe a phone call away? I think that could be greatly beneficial for a guy like Cam Jurgens, or perhaps he made that decision and is not is not going to going to change his mind that he's going to be off to the NFL. You know, we we I, th- I think people are anxiously awaiting word from from Cam on that because how the offensive line goes next year um, is going to be in large part determined by whether Nebraska is is breaking in a new center or it has that guy um, as a, as a fourth year starter in Jurgens that it can rely on and build around. Mitch, is there, is there any organization or 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 systematic function to having these young men hear from people in the games to tell them where they stand as far as draft, uh, draft potential, NFL potential, or is it left to the players to get it, get advice and be advised outside of their Nebraska circle? Uh, well, the, the, the football program, the coaches, um, the, the infrastructure within the program has a system in place when you get to this time of year that puts the players in touch with um, advisors, uh, with people connected with, uh, to the NFL who can give them an evaluation of what's going to happen if they enter their name in, into the draft. Um, and certainly that's, that's a process that Damian Daniels and Austin Allen and Cam Taylor Britt have gone through and that Cam Jurgens has gone through because there, there's no question at all that this is something that, that he's been considering um, after four years at Nebraska um, with as much athleticism and, and as high of a ceiling as he has, but while still being raw 
um, it's it's um, it's a consideration for him. And yeah, they get they get advice, and, and it's in some part, in some way, facilitated by um, the people within the football program at the school, as it is everywhere. He's Mitch Sherman of the Athletic. Mitch, thanks so much for your time and insight today. Okay, good to talk to you guys. Take care. Yeah, there he goes. Off to enjoy some more <laughs> Eastern Nebraskan weather. Uh, maybe I'll go out and join him after the show, but uh, uh, go sunbathing or something outside. Maybe it's not quite that nice, but uh, it's not too bad. It's better than that windy day a few days ago. Well, you're at 56 right about now. Yeah, I can't complain about well, that for December. Out at 59, we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll sunbathe later. Uh, we'll got to take a quick break. Uh, other than sunbathing, I have to do. I have to I have to get ready uh, for the happy hour, and the best way to do that is pregame. So we're gonna have the pregame. Have the guys come in uh, and pregame here next on Tom and Bach on ninety three seven. The ticket. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.